Welcome to the Practice DNA Podcast, where we interview leaders in the chiropractic profession about what excites them and what has helped make their practice great. Practice DNA is brought to you by Clear Health Media, your source for automated solutions for ethical new patient generation, patient retention, and increasing your practice revenue. Visit clearhealthmedia.com. I'm very lucky today to have on the call with me Leandra Brady-Walker, who is a chiropractor who's practicing in Darwin, Um, but she has a very unique story in that she's taken a message beyond just being a regular chiropractor into publishing a book and doing book tours and and taking a message to a much wider audience. So we're really lucky to have her on the call today. So thank you very much for coming along, Leandra. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure, that's for sure. Maybe for those who aren't familiar uh, with you and your work and so on, can you maybe just give a, a bit of a background on, on you as, as you are now in terms of you know, what you're currently doing within chiropractic? Sure. Um, so at the moment, I am living and practicing in Darwin. So my husband and I have a chiropractic clinic. Uh, it's called the Chiropractic Place. So that's been here now for... Uh, almost five years Um, and I've sort of transitioned a little bit out of clinical practice so that sort of started when I got pregnant with my daughter who is now almost three Um, and so obviously when you when you have a baby um, you can't practice Uh, so I probably stopped practicing around about 30 when I was about 35 weeks pregnant and um, obviously then when I started um, well after I had Asha I um wasn't back in the clinic for a little while. I took I was four I took four months off until she when, when she was four months. But when I come came back into the clinic, I was really the driving force behind the chiropractic place when it started. And um, when I came back, I realised that Jacob had sort of stepped into my place and he had um, sort of you know taken on the business as his own. And I'm I'm very much a person who needs my own sandpit um, and needs a little yeah. project of my own. Yeah. So um, that's when I started uh, Cosmopolitan Hippie. So I now have a um, sort of uh, an alter ego, I guess, um, who is the cosmopolitan hippie. And uh, pretty much I uh, help women find the balance between raging party girl and blissed out hippie. So it's all about, um, it's the chiropractic lifestyle. Uh, I've just branded it pink. And um, so I just, I teach women how to sort of have it all, um, you know, by redefining what it all is. And I talk about the physical, chemical, emotional stresses that, uh, you know, is that we have in our lives. And, um, you know, I teach women how to do things without really impacting their health too much. So how to wear high heels properly and, uh, you know, how still to go out and have your cocktails and, um, you know, but how to lead a gluten-free lifestyle, but still you know, go out and eat and, uh, you know, how to wear ethical clothing and how to meditate and how to be grateful. And uh, so, yeah, it's really a whole lifestyle thing. No, that's that's amazing. It's, uh, you know, I think there's, there's such a call for that in terms of people who, you know, they want to live a fun life. You want to go out and you want to be able to you know, catch up with friends and go to restaurants and, you know, in the case of women or, or men, who knows, so, you know, wear makeup and, and do all those sort of things and look good. Um, but there's that sort of push me, pull you sort of thing generally, isn't there, where, you know, all the most of the conventional makeups are full of horrible toxins, which oh, you, you yeah. just never want to put on your body, um, I imagine, as a woman. And that's, <laughs> get that in there, yeah, make true. sure I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> people realize I'm not wearing it um, uh, but you know very much so that I think you've you've uh, answered a, a really good need there um, what's been the reception of people to your message 
It's been phenomenal, actually. I, like, like, like you said, I think that there is this huge need out there because people are looking for a healthier way of living, and you know, people are so much more conscious about what they're putting on their bodies and into their bodies, and you know what stress is doing to them. And um, you know, I do get a lot of people. I mean, the reason I wrote Cosmopolitan Hippie is because I had so many clients coming into me and saying. Well, how do you do it? Like, you know, you, you still wear makeup and you still have nice clothes and, you know, I see you out eating or like, you know, going out eating all the time and, but I know that you're really healthy, so how do you do it? Um, and yeah, it's like, you can do it. I mean, you know, and people are becoming more conscious, like, uh, you know, uh, people who produce clothes and produce makeup and, um, you know, people, uh, restaurateurs, everyone's becoming more conscious. So it's just about being out there and finding those things. But, um, I mean, it is tough because there's, there is so much out there. And you're right. Like as a woman, there is a certain ideal about what you have to be. Mm. And, um, you know, we're all, I, and I, I think I especially see, you know, young mums around me um, striving for this idea of perfect, but they don't even know what it is. So, you know, helping women define what that idea of perfect is and, uh, you, know, I, you know, helping them just, you know, accept themselves a little bit more. And um, it's a huge, it is a huge concept, but really, I mean, what I'm, what I'm sort of, I suppose, selling is um, is sort of like a bit more, like a bit more of acceptance, and a bit more self love, and um, uh, a little bit more sort of gentleness of living and things, you know. So yeah, it's excellent. What actually got you into chiropractic and the sort of natural lifestyle to begin with? Was it a certain event, or is just something you grew into, or? Funnily enough, funnily enough, my mum had a disc injury uh, when I was about five. So she, um, and you know, she was a single mum, and I was a young child. So she had, she pretty much was told she needed surgery, and you know, the stats on that weren't great. So she said to me, "Well, so she, so she um, went and saw a chiropractor, and she, and uh, yeah, that was sort of the miracle cure. And um, and then when I started getting, um, and then I think I hurt myself swimming when I was about seven, and mum took me to the chiropractor, and so that's I'd always seen a chiropractor. Um, and then pretty much, I mean, interestingly enough, I had always been a bit of an ill child, um, just tummy aches, not feeling well. I mean, I was 12 when I asked my GP, well, why don't I feel good? And he said, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, but there can't be nothing wrong with me if I don't feel good. Um, so that was sort of when I started kind of looking for my own answers. And um, I was always told I should do medicine, but it never resonated with me. So um, I kind of just, I don't know how I picked chiropractic, but I just thought, oh, yeah, well, I still get to be a doctor. And um, actually, I got asked by my year 11 um, careers counsellor. She said to me, she's like, um, so do you want to be a GP? Because I said, oh, you know, you know my, I might want to be a doctor. And then she said to me, okay, so do you want to be like um, someone who specialises in something and, you know, you really know a lot about one topic and you're really good at that? And I said, yeah, I want to do that. And then she said, oh, do you want to be a GP? And, like, you see people, like, grow up and you get to, like, really be involved in their lives. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that too. So <laughs> chiropractic suited me perfectly because I'm into natural health and I'm pretty much, you know, we're pretty much nerve doctors and that's all we really do. And, you know, like, I don't know much about the endocrine system. and But, yeah, so, I mean, it suited me perfectly. So that's why I went into it. Um, but uh, I think I was probably in my second year when I actually started to realize what chiropractic was really about. Um, and that was when I kind of discovered I was wheat intolerant. Um, and when I realized that I was wheat intolerant, I started changing my diet. And then I realized that if I could be wrong about that, like what else was I wrong about? And, um, you know, I think the big change for me, the big light bulb moment came for me when I learned about gut brain health and about the gut brain connection. And it was like, 
angels sang and everything came together for me and I realized that that was, you know, my real calling. I mean, my passion's food. And um, when I realized that, uh, you know, food actually changes the way your brain functions. I mean, when I read Grain Brain, I was like, oh, my God, this man is inside my head. Um, and that was, and that was, I mean, you know, because I, I have written a cookbook, um, which is Eat Like a Cosmopolitan Hippie, and um, that's mainly, uh, food is hot right now. So that's sort of what I've been, fo- I focused on, I've been focusing on for a little while because people want food and people want recipes and want to be the master chefs. So, um, but yeah, it's very much based on sort of the grain brain principles of, except he's very much into dairy and I'm not. So that's one of the main differences. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, what, what was it that inspired you and almost made you think like you could take your message to a larger audience because it's one thing for a practitioner to be in their their practice and educating their patients which is all very important but you've obviously gone that step further and taken your message to a a much bigger audience did you have a a definite grand plan that that was what you were going to do all along or what what sort of prompted you to take that step kind of I guess I mean I've always wanted to write a book uh, I actually wanted to be a writer before I wanted to be a chiropractor, but I never really had much to write about, as it turns out. I don't have a great imagination. Um, my, story, my stories were never great, but, I mean, chiropractor gave me something to write about, um, and I've always, want, I've always wanted to change the world. I mean, even, even from, like, when I was a little kid, like, I've just, I just never knew exactly how I was going to do it. Um, so I suppose chiropractic and um, kind of gave me that gave me something to fight for. It gave me something that I was really passionate about that, you know, I totally believe in that I want everyone to know. Um, I mean, mainly because like, you know, when I was a kid, I had no one. I had no one to educate me, to look up to, to help me through my health things. And I always wanted to be the practitioner that, um, you know, that I never had. And funnily enough, like the more I look around me, the more I realise that, you know, there's, there's not actually... Like for someone like me, there's still not a giant amount there out, a giant amount out there for. I mean, there's a little bit more than there was when I started this journey, sort of ten years ago. But I mean, it's still, it, you know, it's it's still tough out there. You know, if you're young and you're female and you're trying to look for answers, there's not a lot out there. So I mean, I really just wanted to be out there helping more people. I mean, I've I've got you know a medium. I only work to, I only work a day and a half a week in my clinic, so I only see about fifty odd people. Um, so I was thinking, well, changing the world, like one person at a time, 50 people a week in a small town like Darwin, I'm like, that's a hard slog. Mm. So I really had to sort of step back and go, well, I have always wanted to change the world and how am I going to do that? Um, and, yeah, Cosmopolitan Hippie gave me a way to do that. So, yeah, I, I have always wanted to. Um, right. And you really just, am I right in assuming you just kind of it all just aligned so much with your passions in terms mm-hmm. of really what you're saying and, and that's that's what made you want to go forward. Can you give us sort of some practical tips to people who might be interested in, in following your path in terms of publishing their own book? Are there certain ways to go about it or or not to go about it or, or whatever? Yeah, um, um, so I was lucky enough to be, um, I joined a program um, to help me with all of this because I had so much in my head to try and sort out. So, you know, so joining a program is actually not a bad idea if you do have a lot in your head. So the program I joined was KPI, which is Key Person of Influence, um, and that was great. Uh, that really helped me. Um, the only thing is that I did that while I was pregnant and, you know, traveling from here, and that was a long time ago. And it took me a very long time to... Um, 
put it all together in my head. So, you know, understanding that this is not something, like, you know, if you have a passion and you have a goal and somewhere you want to go to, understand that this is, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Like, you know, you're, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life if you're really passionate about it. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. So, you know, really sitting down and being like, yeah, you can't, you have to be in it for the passion and the love of it. And you have to have a non-selfish purpose for it because, Otherwise, it's going to eat you alive because it is it is tough. It's really tough to publish your own book. Um, I self, so I did. I self-published both books. Um, so, you know, I wrote them and I hired editors and I hired graphic designers. It, it costs a lot of money as well. So, you know, you have to be able to put your money where your mouth is. Um, I also did my second book is a cookbook. So I had photographers do it and everything. And that is I would never, ever. Uh, recommend somebody publish a full cookbook on their own because um, I'm crazy and uh, I actually don't know anyone else who has probably self-published a cookbook to the extent I have. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, understanding it's it's a marathon. It's something that you will work at for a very long time. Like I've been on this journey doing like putting this all together. Like when I really look back for ten years. Um, I've been in practice six years now, um, and Cosmopolitan Hippie is really only a year and a half old. Um, right. So you know, it's it, and I, I, you know, it's it's all about being a bit more innovative, and you know, it's very like next level thinking. Like you know, it's I mean, it's taken me a long time to understand that I'm I'm about to transition out of clinical practice actually as well, um, because well, I'm going to have another baby, uh, but uh, uh, but I'm I'm looking at doing more. Um, speaking, uh, more books, more writing and uh, also like some more online programs. And that's like that's a huge leap from being a chiropractor and, you know, mm. putting your hands on people in, and getting paid for it. Um, putting, you know, putting yourself in that space is very, very different. So it's quite a – it's scary as well. So, I mean, again, if it's your passion and you love it and this is something you want to do and you really feel in your guts that this is amazing for you and this is where you're meant to be, like it'll all happen. It, it takes time and yes you know. I'm, I'm whenever people sort of talk about that um you know i'm minded of those sort of um what's what i'm looking for the artists like musical artists who have maybe taken 10 20 30 years to build up their career and suddenly they become famous and everyone sort of says oh they've just come from nowhere and not seeing the fact that it's taken them you know, 10 or 15 years to actually get to the point of being able to suddenly be a big success that everyone suddenly hears it. Of course. I mean, it's it's, it's like that meme you see everywhere saying, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Exactly. Um, And I'm guilty of doing that all the time. I'm guilty of like looking at my things and looking at my stuff and looking where I am and going, oh, but I'm not like this person. You know, I'm not like Sarah Wilson and, you know, I'm not like Lola Berry. But I mean, I know people who know Lola Berry and I know that she's been doing this. She has been like, like fully trying to get into the industry and get where she is for about 11 years now. So, I mean, you know, she, like I've only, and if I, if I really think about it, I've only really been pushing this for a year. So, you know, it's it's very, very different. So, I mean. Yes, it's early days really. It, it is. Year. It's very early days for me. So, I mean, I've, I've actually had phenomenal success for how early on I am in Cosmopolitan Hippie. Uh, but, yes, and, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a break now at the moment because I've just come back from my book tour, um, So we, which was all, again, self-funded. I don't know who else does a self-funded <laughs> book tour, like, and takes their two-year-old with them. I just, uh, yeah. but uh, it almost, you know, I don't know, it all just seems like, oh, yeah, I'll just do that. And, um, yeah, it all works out for the best in the end. But I do have some crazy ideas and I'm lucky that I have a husband who is also as crazy as I am and 
says yes to all my ideas. So, yeah, that was actually going to be my next question is, as you're going through this process of um, creative unfoldment and advancing yourself within the industry and so on, you, I imagine you have obviously setbacks and potentially some low times associated with that. Are there certain things that you found to be useful to motivate yourself and keep your, your vision on that big dream and, and keep pushing yourself forward? Um, I do have, yeah. I've, obviously, I've got I've got a lot of pe- good people around me. So I've got my husband, who's um, fantastic. Um, but you know, he was a really good support to me. And yeah, you're right. Like there are a lot of setbacks and a lot of like um, you, you hear a lot of no's or you hear not much of anything sometimes. Like I mean, I've sent my books to you know some pretty um, big names and heard nothing back. And um, but you know, it's 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 all fine. I mean, you know, you have like I said, it swings and roundabouts, and eventually, it's all about outflow and putting more out there, and you know, trying to keep a positive outlook. But I do have coaches, um, and I do have accountability buddies. So I have a lot of people around me who, like I Skype. I mean, again, I live in Darwin, so it is far away from people. So I Skype with a lot of people. Um, so I have an accountability buddy who I call once a fortnight and we have lists of things and we you know push each other to do things and you know if something doesn't work or if, like I do have a lot of you know I, I'm, I'm a person I'm human I have a lot of self-doubt and so if I you know something comes up and I say oh I don't know if I, want to, I should do this should I put myself forward you know it's good to have someone who's sort of out of my industry but sort of in the same sort of sphere as me who can just go no you're being ridiculous just do it or yeah okay fair enough I see where you're coming from but he probably, my accountability buddy, has actually never said to me, no, I see where you're coming from. He's always like, what the hell are you talking about? Just do it. And honestly, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? So, but yeah, it, it, can, it can be very tough because you are putting, I mean, I've, I've created a, a pseudonym. So, so you know, Cosmopolitan Hippie's the, the person out there and she's the one who'll get all the, um, uh, I haven't got a lot of criticism, but, you know, if she does, she's the one who gets the criticism and the things like that. But um yeah, it is me. Like it's still me. So it's still like you still feel it. It's very yes. different from it's very different from my clinic. You know, my clinic being having a persona, my clinic being out there, and me just being a chiropractor. Um, it's me as like this is my life, and this is what I do, and this is my passion. And if somebody says, "Oh, I really don't like that," like it hurts a lot more mm. than you know. So you have to have a bit of a thick. You have to grow a bit more of a thick skin if you want to be out in the limelight and you want to be a bit more of a person, like a personality. Um, and you do want to lead a charge and a revolution. Um, I mean, Pete Evans would probably say the same thing. <laughs> yes, because he's copped some flake recently, hasn't he? He really has. He yes. really has. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you have to understand, you know, you have to look at the thing that no publicity is bad publicity. Mm. And, um, you know, whatever happens, you just have to take it on the chin and be like, okay. So, and, you know, learn when to shut your mouth and stop, you know, like stop feeding the trolls. So, but uh, yes, it's always a yeah. challenge. Oh, so much so because again, it's your passion. Like you love it, and it's it's your life, and it's like you know everything. It's very hard for me to separate Cosmo Hippie from my life and who I am. So I mean, you know, I'm you know trying to get that that uh, it's yeah because it's different from having a job. It's different from the clinic. Like I don't like usually I come to the clinic. I leave everything. You know, I leave everything. I come in and I'm a doctor, and that's just what I am. It's very, very different when you're, um, you know, you're up there speaking and you're writing books and you're writing articles and it's, you know, you put yourself out there. So it's a lot harder. What you were describing before in terms of finding that accountability partner, for those who are listening out there who um, 
aren't quite sure how to go about doing that. Is this just a friend of yours that you got in touch oh, so with? So this or? is someone who is in who is in my program, the KPI program that I was talking oh, okay. about. Um, but uh, I mean, like, I mean, I also have a coach. Like I actually pay a coaching company as well. So I have another. She's also a bit more of an accountability buddy for me, and she's she's a bit more of a sounding board for me. Um, and I sort of talk more sort of. Um, my emotional crap with her really <laughs> but uh, I would probably suggest not a friend um, because friends are always like you know they want to be nice to you and they want to like pat you a little bit and hug you a bit um, I need you need someone who's going to be um, a little bit more like push you a little bit more and kind of tell you the hard things and kind of say look you're being an idiot um, so I would probably unless you have a friend like that well actually my best friend's a bit like that <laughs> but uh, like yeah I would suggest somebody um and someone who's actually someone who's not in your industry is always a little bit good as well. Um, so someone, so say maybe some, maybe someone who's in natural health, like you know, um, if you've got like I don't know if anyone else has like a, like go to networking groups, like you know, and start getting out there in your community and start meeting some people, um, and maybe you know, it's it's always nice to talk to people who are not chiropractors because I think as chiropractors we have a very different idea about how business works, um, and. It, it actually doesn't work differently for us. Like it works exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that yeah. was that was a revelation when we started our business. I was like, oh, so it's not different. I do have to know about profit and loss and cash flow and yes, things like exactly. that. exactly, and bookkeeping. Yes. And like I didn't, like, I think the biggest thing was like when we worked out, we didn't have to charge GST because we were a health service. And I was like, how did I not know that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff when you kind of start your own business, you go, oh, that's. That's, that's different, but not different, like exactly the same as everyone else. So I think having someone outside of your industry to sort of soundboard things off um, because yes. people think, you know, because we do think, as chiropractors, we think very differently from other people and I think we forget that. I'm married to a chiropractor, um, so our house is, you know, our household is, we think, very similar. So I, I, I do need people outside of my industry to go, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> like, Yes, it's, it's one of the biggest challenges I find with working with people is, is getting them to stop thinking like just a practice owner and actually start thinking like a business owner. Yes. Um, and it's, it's always a challenge. If people can do it, then the, the rewards are great. Um, exactly. And you, you don't have to give up your principles and you don't have to give up the way, the philosophy behind it. Uh, you can, can be successful both financially and by whatever other metric you want to use um, without giving up those those principles and in fact Definitely. yeah and in fact i think if you stick by those principles but do it with sound business principles as well you'll actually be more successful in delivering your message and your service exactly like i mean nobody is like there's this idea of like martyrdom of like it's so much better to be poor and unfortunately like the electricity company does not take love they just don't no like Woolworths doesn't take love. Like I can't feed my family on love. So I mean, I believe if you're good at what you do, you should be paid for it. I remember seeing a oh god when we moved here. I remember seeing a uh, a poster in the health food store saying, "Oh, we're hypnotherapists and we don't charge for what we do because we love what we do." And it made me so angry. So it's like, oh great. So I went to uni for seven years, became a doctor, dedicated my life to this. Um, you know, I went and swept floors to, to, you know, to scrape some money together to start my clinic so I could practice the way I wanted to. And apparently because I charge for it, I don't love it. 
it's like no like i i love it i have really banked on this like yes, i've done whatever it took there's so many implicit beliefs in that statement that are just mm. just so faulty that are going to potentially limit that person because you know they'll unless they're lucky enough to practice from their own home. And even then, they've still got their mortgage to pay. But, you know, if they're renting premises, the landlord's not going to take love. No, exactly. <laughs> this is if this is a capitalist society. Like, money makes the world go round. And you think about it, like, you even, ch- like, you know, chunk up a little bit and not even think about money. Think about energy. And energy, like, you have to give energy to get energy. Like, like energy is not stagnant. Like, there's, you know, outflow and inflow. And so that happens with money as well. So, I mean, if you're not accepting money and you're not accepting of money then you're never going to, like, you know, that's stagnant and you're in, like, a, you're in a contraction phase. So it means no, it makes no sense that, you know, we we feel, I know, it's, it's weird. I did take, it did take me a while to actually get over that fact of, oh, wait, I have to charge. Because we are in a service industry and we do get into chiropractic because, again, we love what we do. We want to help people and money, you know, it does. Money feels a bit dirty and a bit evil, but it's not. Like, I mean, you need to get over that. Um, and you need to understand that you have value and, and that's, you know, if you want to like, you know, practice for eggs and for milk and for cheese and stuff, go ahead. But, you know, I unfortunately, you know, my, my fabulous clothes don't actually take eggs and cheese. So, you know, like I have to, you know, and you know, you know, people always say, you know, we do, and like, you know, my husband and I do dress for success. Like we, you know, you attract who you want. So, you know, I want certain clients in my, client, my, my clinic, so I need to exude a certain energy to get those clients in. Um, and there's a certain image I have that will allow people to, you know, it's, it's an unconscious thing. Like, you know, we, don't communi- we only communicate 7% with words. Like we can communicate with like you know, 93% other stuff. So how you dress, how you, you know, your attitudes to money, how you, your energy about you is all very important to how, what, you know, what message you're getting across um, to your clients like if you look poor and sad like they're not going to want they're not going to want to listen to you like you need to look successful happy and fantastic and they go yeah I want what you've got sure I'll listen to what you you have to say Absolutely. It's not, you're much more successful that way uh, Dan Martini I think wrote a book saying how to get to heaven and still make one hell of a profit yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one that, that yeah great. it's a good one it's about running ethical businesses and things and I mean that's ah, right yeah, it's it's the whole idea, but it was a huge learning curve for us getting over that idea that money. Like we had to really, um, we had a business coach when we first started, and um, sitting down with her and actually like understanding what our company values are, what our values are as people, um, what our hierarchy of values. We've done. I've done a lot of self development since I started um, our clinic actually, because starting a business is just. God, I thought I thought we were just starting a business, but it's it's not about that. It's no, I, I you agree. You learn a lot about yourself when you yes. start a business. I, I think if you're into personal development, in many ways you can't be an employee because no. you have to be. And even if you are an employee, you have to not think like an employee because you have to realise that the buck stops with you. You are responsible for what you're creating, whether you're. Yes, whether you're employed by somebody or, or not. And if, if then, if the job that you have doesn't enable you to do what you want to do, then you need to change jobs. Yep. So this is why I was a terrible employee. I had two, I had, <laughs> yeah, yes. I had two jobs before I started my business and I didn't understand why I couldn't like function in their practice model. I mean, both of the chiropractors, like both of my bosses hated me, so that was fine. Um, but right. it was, it, it was this, this incongruence about the fact that I wanted to do it my way and they wanted me to be them and yes. I didn't want to be them, so I wanted to be me and, you know, I wasn't allowed to do that. And, um, yeah, it, I mean, I did learn a lot from my first boss, like a massive amount about, you know, he taught me a lot about um, 
you know, chiropractic philosophy and theory and everything and, you know, really defined me as who I am as a practitioner today. Um, but he was crazy. <laughs> so, yes, all um, the good ones often are. Yeah, he yes. was yeah, too crazy. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, yeah, I think that's a, but it's a great point you bring up that, you know, you're right, the buck does stop with you. You are in control of what you create um, and I think that that's a huge thing to try. Like, I mean, I try, I'm trying to teach my two-year-old that right now. Um, it might be a large concept for her, but I'm thinking if I start talking to her now about it, like when yes. she's 15, she'll, she'll know that I've always spoken to her like this. Like we, this is something, this is just how we are. Repetition of message and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like I try to teach her that, you know, if she's crying because she's in her car seat, it's like, well, you're choosing to cry. Like, you know, we can't change the situation of you being in your car seat, but you're choosing to react that way. And that's fine, but... That's your choice. Like, you can't yes. do anything about this. Yeah, she's probably not likely to change her reaction anytime <laughs> nah, soon. But, of course so, not. No, Definitely no, not. But it's but, just like, hey, it's, you have had this message your entire life. Like, your choice. So, mm. yeah. But try, I think that's, I think it's a huge, huge thing. I mean, understanding that, you know, I mean, that's what chiropractic is about, is that we teach people that they are in charge of their own health. That, yes. um, you know, that they are not at the mercy of, that, you know, headaches are not because they don't have Panadol. Like, it's, you know, they're not at the mercy of anything. Like, they're not a victim to anything. So I try to teach people. Like, you know, when they come in and they say, oh, I've got a quarter cold. I'm like, well, I'm like, if you think about it, there's all these viruses around us all the time and, you know, it has to do with your internal environment and, you know, you're in here now. Do you think I'm going to get sick after I see you? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're never sick. And I'm like, exactly, because, you know, it's my internal environment and teaching people that, you know, you're not the victim of, your, of this virus you've got. You know, it's you think about how you can actually just change this around, and that's it's a huge, powerful thing to understand that you are in control of everything, and that there's not a giant amount that's not in your control, and you're not really a victim to anything. Yes. So, oh, wow, this has gone um yeah, quite left of centre, hasn't it? Deep, yes. <laughs> just to maybe bring it back a little bit, in terms of what, you, based on what you were saying before, am, am I right in assuming that you made some very conscious decisions about the types of patients that you wanted in your practice? In terms of, oh, in in terms of, did you do it from a um, point of view of actually defining that you know we want certain people with these types of beliefs, or did you go down the route of we want people with these certain types of conditions or how did you almost specialize your practice mm. from that point of view so we kind of decided we wanted people like us um so we didn't want we didn't go we didn't go condition specific um we went more um yeah like more of a feel so we wanted professionals we wanted um you know people who were in control of their health um i didn't i don't want back pain like i don't see anyone with back pain actually strangely enough now um so i don't i don't want people who come into me and say oh i'm sick i need to be fixed so jacob gets a few of those obviously like they come in for back pain and then we you know sort of educate them on other things um but yeah, we wanted young, we wanted proactive, we wanted healthy people. So we branded the way we did um, to sort of, you know, reflect that. Um, so we, you know, we we, um, when we started off, we went and we did networking and we sort of like spoke at certain things that we thought would be, you know, good to leverage. Um, and the beginning, obviously, when, you know, you take anyone at the beginning, um, but we're sort of now at a point in our, in our practice where like, we can kind of just sort of let people go if we don't want them and, like, we can kind of work on the people who we want a little bit more. Um, so we're a bit lucky in that respect. So, like, I've created a client. I've created um, 
from, from the profile I've got and, um, you know, what we put on our Facebook page, what, you know, what our website looks like. Our website's very different, actually. Um, we talk a lot about our process. So if you go onto our website and you read about our process, it's um, phrased as like a, a relationship. So it's like, you know, we want you to break up with painkillers and we want you to like, you know, have a relationship with us. And, you know, it talks about how a relationship develops and, you know, you have a relationship with your chiropractor that's kind of lifelong and about health and, um, you know, so we're, we're, we, we branded a little bit differently. And it was really interesting because when I first, when we first wrote our website, we're the first ones in Darwin to have a website, um, it took me like a week to write our bios. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Why did it take me a week to write our bios? And I realized it was because I was trying to be someone else. Like I was trying to be other chiropractors I'd seen. I'd like looked on everyone else's websites, you know, the big, the big names and stuff and gone, oh, we need to be like them because if we're like them, then we'll be as successful as them. And I mean, that was, it's not a bad, it's not a bad model to go with, but really what we needed to do is be like us. And mm. so once I actually decided, once we actually decided to be like us, um, that sort of skyrocketed our success because we just, you know, we are authentic. So you go to our website, it looks like us, like it reads like us. You come in and see us, you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I expected. You know, we talk the same way, you know, it's all congruent. So people like know who, like, so we don't get many people who just want to whack them and crack them because we don't send that message out there. This is uh, amazing stuff, I think, and, and people who are listening really should sit up and take notice in that um, so many chiropractors just go out and they put up their shingle and they set up their bench and, and off they go and hope for the best. And there's very mm. little conscious thought behind uh, how they're going to do it, which markets they're going to target, whether that be condition specific or more personality based, like you've said. Um, and and as a result, they often struggle. Uh, and what you're saying is wonderful. I, I really hope people sit up and take notice about that. Yeah, it was, I mean, like I said, it wasn't easy because it's nothing we've ever been taught before. But it was, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to be you. Yes. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think you do have to make a conscious decision of what kind of practice do you want. Like, where do you want to be? Like, that's the reason you go into business um, for yourself is that you want to define. You know, you want to have your own place and you want to work in an environment that you like. And it's true. Like, people get so so dissatisfied because they, like, you just you're not. What are you putting out to the universe? Like, what are you putting out there that you want? Like, the universe gives you what you what you are asking for. And if you just ask for anyone, you'll get anyone. Yes. Uh, you know, and like, like, especially for us, like going out there and letting people know what kind of a chiropractor we are as well and getting people to understand that, hey, you know, chiropractic is a little bit, you know, it's not what you think it is. It's a bit different. I mean, it's easy for me because I don't look like what people think a chiropractor should look like. Like I'm short, I'm brown and I'm, you know, quirky looking. So, you know, yeah. people think I should be, you know, big men are chiropractors and neither my husband or I are big men. So, you know, that instantly puts people you know, kind of breaks that little cycle for them and they go, oh, okay. Gives them reason to take a bit of a double take and Exactly. And so, so, I mean, you know, doing that for yourself and kind of, you know, just being you and going out there and defining exactly, like write it down, like write down exactly what, like even if it's just like your perfect, I, I ask people all the time, like what's your perfect day look like? Like, and they go, oh, what do you mean? It's like, well, like I can tell you exactly what a perfect day looks like to me because I've written it down, I can visualise it, I know what it you know, I know what it looks like. But if you're going into business for yourself, like it's something you should probably start thinking about. Like what do you want a perfect day to look like? What do you want your clinic to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And, you know, you might have to spend some money to actually sit down with someone to nut all this stuff out from your head, but it's very important. It is. 
Yes, I mean, some of the uh, the money that I've spent on coaches and things has been the best investments that I've made, uh, without without a doubt, and I'm sure you'd say the same thing. Yeah, definitely. They pull some strange stuff out of you, don't they? They do. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, they're like, would it be you know fair to say this? And you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. But it's true. Like in, inside your head, no one can get inside your head. And, you know, and like, you know, what you're, what you think, so like everyone brings their own perceptions to the table and you have to be aware of that. Um, so, you know, understanding that other people, when they look at your brand, they bring a lot of stuff to it. Yes. You know, that's, it's really interesting. Like, I mean, we don't have, I, I, when I talk, spoke to our designer, I said, I don't want a spine on our, on our logo. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you're a chiropractor. And I'm like, mm. so we actually made our designer come in and uh, he had a consult with me. And um, so he left my consult, went and spoke to Jacob and just went, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, I had no idea that that's what chiropractic is. He's like, yeah, I was going to slap a spine on it and be done with it. He's like, but that's not who you are. I'm like, no, it's not. So we, as a result, we have a chameleon as our, um, as our brand. So it's, you know, it's very tropical and, um, you know, he responds to physical, chemical and emotional stress. Yes, by changing colour and so on. That's, that's exactly. excellent. He's very adaptable. <laughs> yes. Well, so we have the Charles Darwin quote in our in our office saying that, you know, it's not the strongest of the species that survive, it's the one most adaptable to change. You know, and it's sparked a lot of conversation. Like people are like, oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, and we talk about, you know, how we hope we hope that people, you know, um, chiropractic will help you adapt. Like we can't get rid of the stress in your life. Like that's just not happening. But, you know, you're gonna feel less stress and you're gonna actually, you know, be a whole lot better if you just take care of yourself a little bit more. Right? Yes. Start thinking about this stuff. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what your philosophy on chiropractic is. It just it, it, it matters on what you know what you're pushing out there to people to show them what you're about. Yes. So. Yeah. And again, that that branding, that marketing, that that positioning of you, which has to be a very conscious decision. Yes, yeah. it's so important. Right. If you had the opportunity to speak to a, a new chiropractor that's coming out into the profession what specific advice would you give to them to get them started get them off on a good footing now obviously we've covered a lot today but is there can Mm. you condense it into one little gem well the very first thing is i tell them to just take like you know they're always so worried about what job to take and should i take you know this job and stuff honestly like move away from where you studied into like somewhere different and just take whatever job you like, whatever job, because you will hate it. You will always hate your first job. I'm sure of it. Um, every car, every person I've spoken to has. It's because when you're in chiropractic school, you think you're going to be one thing. Like you think you've got all these ideas of what you think chiropractic is going to be and what you're, you think you're going to be. Um, but you know, when you're actually out there, it's so different. I am like the polar opposite of what I thought I would be when I started chiropractic I was like I if I you know so for me changing the world I like really wanted to work for the WHO um the World Health Organization not the band um (laughs) and uh you know I really wanted to like I wanted to you know get chiropractic in to be like you know I I don't know I I can't really remember what I wanted to do but I was very mechanistic like I thought chiropractic was the back pain that was great um but you know now being in practice I'm like god I can't I couldn't imagine myself doing that at all like that's just not who I am but yeah so take a job like go be an associate for a while, just see what, even locum for a while and see what's out there. Just like see what it really is like to practice as a chiropractor um, and then you can start making your own decisions. Um, but that would be my first bit of advice is to just get your hands dirty and just see what's out there and then you can start to define what you'd actually want because, yeah, 
it's very, very different out here than it is in uni. So, Absolutely, yes. So different. What, what, uh, would you, what words of advice would you give to a chiropractor that's maybe been in, in practice for a longer period of time? I, I know you're sort Ooh. of... <laughs> You're getting out there. But, uh, um, I've, been out there for, I've been out here long. Yes, um, but, you know, given what you've done in terms of taking your message to a larger audience, could you give some some ways for people to maintain the passion for chiropractic, perhaps? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because that is true. We do get a lot of burnout because, you know, it's day in, day out. Sometimes you feel the same thing. Um, but, yeah, like I think... I think keeping up with latest stuff, there's some amazing stuff coming coming out in the research and things about, you know, which is really applicable to chiropractic. I mean, the biggest thing at the moment is gut-brain health, which is like so up my alley. Um, but, you know, going out there and just sort of seeing what else there is out there than to what you're doing is always really good. And talking to some other chiropractors, um, I don't talk to many other chiropractors, I have to say, so maybe I should, that's not my advice. Um, <laughs> but I think getting out there and getting out there and talking about what you do as well, like, you know, like we speak, I speak at a lot of events and things and um, people are always surprised that Cosmo Hippie is chiropractic. Um, but getting out there and explaining, like connecting to why you became a chiropractor and why you really love it. Like, I mean, it's really important to just sit down and, you know, reflect over like really good things that have happened and, you know, really good clients you've had and, Start talking to them a little bit more, like ask them. Like, I mean, I know lots of us don't, you know, see clients for a long period of time, but you actually sit down and ask your clients, like, you know, do some reviews with them and say, so, hey, you came in and you saw me for headaches. And people were like, what do you mean? I never get headaches. Like, I had a woman came in to me because she was going to go for knee surgery. And then she came, like, she hasn't come in to see me for ages, but she came in recently because her shoulder hurt. I said, how's your knee? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you were going for knee surgery before you saw me. And she's like, oh, yeah, now my knee's perfect now. Thanks for that. Right. Great, sure. Yeah. But like, you know, we do some amazing stuff. But, uh, you know, I think connecting with your clients and remembering what that amazing stuff is and going out and chatting to people who don't know what chiropractic is and just just talking about like, you know, the concepts of it. And, you know, taking – so for me, I've taken chiropractic out of what I do. Like I've put Cosmo Hippie in front and people are always surprised that this is chiropractic. Um, but, you know, that's always nice as well, just getting people to understand what health kind of is and kind of like, you know, get chiropractic out of it and get people excited about health again and, you know, connect with some more interesting things that you're doing. Like, I mean, I do love being a chiropractor. I love helping people and I love adjusting people. But, yeah. I can understand the nine to five drudgery can kind of get you down. So shake it up a bit. Mm. Just just do some new stuff. Like, I mean, and the amount of people who say to me that, oh, this is not like old chiropractic like I used to go and see. And I'm like, oh, really? Because pretty sure this is the same concepts. (laughs) Like. It's been the same. Yes, the outward manifestation may well be different, but the the underlying concepts are the same. Always been the same thing. The people are so up for it these days. Like they want to know. They want to know. Like you know, what can I do to help myself? You know, you know, start getting reaching out there and seeing some more people. Like you know, like go talk to a a massage class. You know, a massage class, or you know, go talk to a yoga class. And you know, like I, I work with a lot of professionals around Darwin as well, and just like I go and observe they're at yoga classes and go oh what is this and you know we talk the yoga instructors and I talk to each other and you know sitting down and chatting and getting some people around you who get you excited about what you do because so many people don't know what we do and but so many people want to know what we do so they just don't know it yet they don't know it because they don't understand what chiropractic really is they just see it as about being cracking bones and that's cracking bones exactly like the amount of people who when I when 
like I get so many babies because I fixed one baby and now I have like 25 other babies. Um, but it's like, and you know, people are like, wow, so I thought you'd like, you know, like crack them over your leg. And I'm like, Good grief, right? <laughs> and where would you get that idea from? <laughs> yes. You know, going out there and teaching a baby massage class, like, I mean, you know, showing people, like, God, mums are so into those sorts of things. But just being out there a bit more, I think, is a good idea. Well, you've been extremely generous with your time and (laughs) with everything you've shared with us. If people want to find out more about you and Cosmopolitan Hippie, where should they they go? Well, uh, I have a website, which is uh, cosmohippie.com.au with a Y, H-I-P-P-Y. Plus, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I do write for a bunch of different things. I'm about the internet a bit. I write for Smart Healthy Women and um, I write for a local publication, Darwin Life, which is, I've got like a page on their blog and things. So, I mean, I'm about, but, uh, it, but follow me on Facebook and my books are available for sale on my website. Uh, and my first book is on book depository. Excellent. Uh, no, that's great. And I'll, I'll put a, a link to all of those in the show notes so people can go along there and, and follow those through quite easily. So, well, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's been great to chat to you. You are welcome. And I'm sorry that we went off on such a tangent. <laughs> no, it's excellent. It's some really good gems in there. So thanks again, Andrew. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit practicedna.com and sign up to receive transcripts of the episodes and other subscriber-only resources. This has been a production by Clear Health Media.